guys, and welcome back to my podcast. Today I'm here with my mom. Hi. So I'm just going to ask you a few questions about Alex and his learning disabilities. Did you ever think that he could have a learning disability? I honestly didn't think he had a learning disability. Why? Because he was so adamant about things that I really thought he was just being a pain in the butt. That he, even though he read things wrong, he was so serious and would tell us that that's what it should be, it should say, not what was written. That I really just thought he was being a pain and that he just didn't want to do what he did. He was being stubborn. Why did it take so long to diagnose him? Is that kind of like why it took so kinda, long? Kind of. Each year in school, they sent me for something else. So kindergarten, they sent me for an eye exam because he couldn't see the board or couldn't copy off the board and his eyes were perfect. And then in first grade, they sent me for eye tracking and then we did that for two years. And then that kind of stopped making any progress. So we stopped that. And then in first grade, that was in, yeah, so that was first grade. We went for eye tracking. In second grade, um, I was, I had a lot of medical stuff. So we really, um, he seemed to be okay. But in third grade, when all the pictures start going away from the books and he couldn't decipher his reading from the picture, that's when I realized with the writing he had to do that something was really wrong. Yeah. So how did it change your everyday life? Uh, a lot. I have to have a lot more patience, and I've spent <laughs> a lot more time with him on homework that explaining it and uh, making sure that he understands it. Yeah. So another question is, was his learning disabilities related to his anxiety? Uh no, I think his anxiety was related to the learning disabilities. Okay. Is that what you mean? So yeah. he'd be more anxious about going to school because he was getting in a lot of trouble at school and he was getting a lot of trouble at home. It made his anxiety so much worse. So once we figured out his learning disability, his anxiety is so much better and almost non-existent. Okay. So since learning disabilities often run in families, what determines who gets a learning disability? Uh, I think it just... Uh, it's genetic. I just, I don't think there's a, a way to, I don't know. Cause I feel like, especially in our family, it's very random of who got learning disabilities. Yeah. It, um, I, th- I don't know, but, um, I don't know. Um, so this is a question I also asked Alex, but can people completely grow out of learning disabilities? Certain things. Yes. Yeah. So dyslexia, you never outgrow. You just learn how to, um, read in in your own way so he will progress and and have no problems but you do have to learn everything differently than somebody who's not dyslexic the other learning disabilities the working memory and things like that you can grow out of learn how to deal with and and stuff like that but the dyslexia no okay so um he had a concussion when he was two years old and from what I've heard from other people that have had concussions, do you think his concussion had anything to do with his learning disabilities? Yeah, it, it could have triggered the dyslexia. So although... Um, it is hereditary? Although it's hereditary, it might have triggered why he got it versus, like, you. Okay. You know, yeah. How expensive is tutoring? Uh, well, we've had different tutors, but a good trained tutor who tutors for specific learning disabilities like dyslexia, we pay $100 an hour. Jeez. So he goes an hour a week? He goes an hour a week, and he goes an hour a week, like, 12 months a year, typically. <laughs> um, did he ever struggle with money and telling time? Yes. How so, and how do you fix that whole So problem? he, money, he couldn't decipher between a nickel and a quarter. 
He always thought they were the same thing. He couldn't add them together. He couldn't... See, I had the nickel and the dime. I didn't have the nickel and the quarter. Yeah. He couldn't decipher the, the, the money. And so um, one of the big milestones is to be able to add money and change up to $3. So we got a game called the Allowance Game, and it has dimes, quarters, pennies, whatever. You guys played that And constantly. we played it over <laughs> and over and over. It was part of his... My tutoring with him until he finally learned he can add money up to $3 and he can he understands quarters and dimes and nickels yeah. and all that. All right. It's torturous. I don't know if you completely know this because there's like a thousand pages on his IEP. Right. But what is on his IEP? So on his IEP is a lot. So he has a learning specific IEP because of dyslexia. So he gets um, three... So because his school does a six-week cycle, he gets um, three hours or, th- or three blocks of the learning center time a week or a cycle. He gets someone in the classroom three times in the cycle to help in all his mesh classes. He gets um, a half an hour with the social worker and he gets speech help as well. Cause, what do you mean by social worker? Um, the... the um, this, the therapist at school. Oh, okay, the guy the And then he gets um, two 15-minute sessions with the speech pathology because he also had a speech delay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, what did you have to do to get him what he needed for school? Because I know that that was a giant problem a long time ago. So when he was in the third grade, we asked uh, for him to be tested because I knew there was some kind of processing delay, but we just didn't know what. Yeah. And uh, we went to the principal, and I wrote a formal letter, and they kind of blew us off, and they just kept saying they didn't want to label anybody special education. And I told her I wanted to label him whatever he was. I knew there was something <laughs> wrong, and I, you know, I, yeah. I explained all the stuff that we had done for him per their request, and I just was asking for them to help him at this point. And they just blamed everything on his behavior, which, you know, he's a tough kid. I, I'll never say that he's an angel. Um, but I knew that it wasn't that, it wasn't just that. And yeah. so, um, we, your dad and I paid for him to have a neuropsych testing on our own because we knew that school wasn't going to do it or do the right thing by him. So yeah. we, we were adamant school about... School was going to cut corners. They were going to cut corners and I think they would have passed him by because he was so good at making up, um, he was so good at like, <laughs> uh, convincing you. That of what he was thinking, that like yeah. you, you, he was easily he was passed by. Yeah, you know, so, so we had him tested, and then once that came back, then they had to test him with school once fourth grade started, and we actually had to bring the doctor to the meeting to prove that to get all of his services. He has yeah, a sick. He has the assistive technology. He had a scribe at one point, but now he has the speech to text. He, he has all. I mean, his IEP is pretty robust. Yeah. So. What are some major challenges they face on doing work outside of school? So his homework and projects, how much do you have to help or what would you have to do with these type of things? So he's, because um, he's in a particular cluster that that are more designed for kids that uh, need more assistance, his projects and homework aren't quite as is difficult for kids that are in more challenging classes. Yeah. A lot of his work is done with the specialist, so a lot of the projects she helps him with and stuff, which is great. And the stuff that he brings home, I have to... Uh, I don't ever correct his spelling because spelling doesn't count for him. Um, which is good. <laughs> but the biggest thing is to make sure he's put all his thoughts on the paper. 
and trying to get him to reread stuff. He's not great at editing because since he can't read it and know that he spelt it wrong, it's difficult for him to do it. So it takes a lot of time, the homework projects and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it's coming along. So how do you think that his disability has affected his life in a way that most people don't think of? Um, I think that his disability affects like his inability to play organized sports. He can't focus on that. He can't, he has no, uh, it's, it's difficult for him. He can't do it. Um, so for like baseball, he can't, um, hit a ball cause it's his depth perceptions off a little bit. And what do you mean by that? Meaning like he can't even copy from the board to his paper cause he can't get the words right. So, so a ball coming at him, trying to kick up a soccer ball, he kind of kicks to the left or to the right, <laughs> you know, even with his glasses, his eyes are fine, but it's the, he just can't, um, yeah. can't do that. So that makes it difficult for him. So the friends can be difficult. He hangs out with more girls than boys cause the boys are all doing sports and the girls are kind of more social like he is. So then, um, you're talking about the whole, he can't copy something down from the board. Wasn't there a whole thing where he could tell you the story but couldn't write it down? What was that? Yeah, whole? so that was when we figured out, that's when I really knew that there was something else going on because when he, in the third grade, when he'd read, you'd read a story for, to him, he'd comprehend it completely and could retell you the whole story. But when I asked him to write it down, he'd be like, I have nothing to write. And I'm like, what do you mean you just told it to me? He's exactly. like, he couldn't process it from his brain to the paper. The yeah. writing was, was the difficulty. And he also has dysgraphia, so that does not help with the writing at all. Uh, what struggles do you think he'll face when he gets older? I think that once he's out of school himself, he'll be okay. Because he's, he's progressed so much. I think that, you know, as long as we keep with the tutoring and we keep with the IEP and, and making sure that he's in the mainstream getting everything done, teaching him to be organized. I think he'll be okay. But there will be difficulties with writing, and his writing will never be, yeah. you know, great. And I remember when we were trying to put him in middle school, you didn't want him at the special program at the other school. Well, yeah, even in fourth grade, they are the, so Waltham has the option to go to a language-based classroom at one of the schools or to stay in mainstream classrooms and just get the outside help. And we talked to one of his teachers who I really liked and I, I trusted. And she said that the language-based classroom wasn't for him. He's too, um, even the neuropsychologist said he was very intelligent. He just missed a lot of the basics. So, you know, he's been able to kind of ma- BS his way through life. <laughs> and so she said, because he, he's so smart, no one's figured it out yet. You know, so yeah. I think that, you know, so our biggest thing with middle school was, you know, the language-based classroom and that program's great, but it's not necessary for Alex because he wasn't that... Um, his learning disabilities weren't that severe. And we really wanted to teach him that having multiple folders and keeping himself organized and keeping him um, on track was, it's real life stuff, yeah, right? No, that's what you have to so, do I life. mean, there's some kids that can't handle that and they need that kind of language-based classroom. But for him, I knew he could, it might be tough for him, but it was something I felt he, we really wanted to try to push him on so that yeah. we could be, have him ready for high school and then college and life. And, you know, yeah. otherwise it's, it could be even more difficult for him. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to add? Uh, no, I think that one of the biggest things that people ask us is if Alex has ADD or ADHD. And it does. a lot of kids with dyslexia are diagnosed with that. And I think a lot of kids 
look that way. And I think it's more avoidance than it is actual true ADD. Because he has been tested and came back negative for ADD. But he is a psycho. <laughs> but he is a little, you know, he is a boy. He's a little um, energetic at times. But the things that he's able to sit down and accomplish are not true to tr- true ADD or ADHD. Yeah. He's very in control of his body when he wants to be. It's but not like he has not, to focus. Or... That's when people kind of question that whole. Exactly. So, and I think that's more of his hyper um, anxiety or, you know, stuff that comes out versus any ADHD. If I thought it was that, you know, we'd definitely go back and have him tested, but that's not the case. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for answering all my questions. Thank you.